Alexander Snicker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution and Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Adrian Wiley. How are you doing, sir? How are you doing, sir? <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting the whole time. You know, I, I figured I'd just throw that in. You've been yeah. waiting the whole time to Wait, do that. I don't know if for whatever reason, Alex and I were just like making fun of each other's voices on the on the prior to, uh, you know, doing the mic check and everything. And his thing always is, like, if I say something, he'll repeat it back to me. Like, I think we need to go up on the levels there, huh? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, why do you do that? I mean, I, I don't sound remotely. Sound, like, no, no, it sounds nothing like you. Well, the funny thing is, is it pisses me off every time you do it. <laughs> actually get, and it's like, I'm thinking, why the hell does this piss me off? <laughs> because he's just, he sounds like a five-year-old. But, you know, I guess it's my five-year-old psyche that, you know, you're getting to. It's like I'm a, rubber, you're glue. It bounces I, off me, sticks to you. It's like, I want to punch you. At recess, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a common theme. I want to peg you with the tether ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good time, right there. What's going on, brother? Um, you know what, man? It's been a, it's been a, it's been a very busy week. Yeah, it's been kind of a, it's been a challenging week, but at the same time, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I think part of it actually has to do with my new morning diet. Oh well, tell me about that. So what I've been doing now is I have been eating a banana. Um, granola bar, and I have a uh, drink. Normally, I'm from Speedway, but normally I'm a Circle K person, actually, right. with a drink. But it's half um, Powerade, half Sprite. Okay. And that's my breakfast routine. Hmm. That's interesting breakfast routine. And I'm now officially under 200 pounds. I might not be under 200 pounds after last night. Okay. Because I because I ended up cheating last night, like in a bad way. Like I went and played cards, and then on the way home, I went to I went to um. Taco Bell and got like three soft tacos and then I just picked out on those. Yeah, that's that's really, you know, not really within your diet. I thought you're still on like the pretty strict diet. It's been a lot less now because I'm, well, I'm under 200 pounds now. So right. like, I'm, I'm back to pre-diabetic actually. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm pre-diabetic. I mean, it's been, you know, like yeah. that, that, that instant shock in the beginning where I shocked the body and started going, you know, really totally healthy actually helped out a lot. Right. And, you know, I'm like I said, I'm under 200 pounds now. So, yeah. Which yeah. is nice, you know. Now yeah. I'm wearing, you know, a tracksuit like I'm a Russian gangster. You do, you've got that look. It's even Adidas. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, I totally got this. And under. it's very proud to be Adidas. You know, the three stripes and the name on the, uh, you know, over the chest there. Yeah, I've had this. I've had this outfit for a while. Like I've had it for since '82. No, no, no. <laughs> it looks I like bought it. it at the Adidas outlet a couple, maybe like a year and a half ago or something like that. Oh really? But I don't wear it very much because I wanted to maintain it, its new look. Yeah. So when I do wear it, that it, you know, like I don't want to ruin it or anything like that. So right. Right. I, uh, I, I, I pulled it out today though. Like I normally wear the same thing every time I come here, either the shorts and right. the, and the, and the, and a t-shirt or now it's cause it's wintertime. It's pants and a t-shirt. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to call it wintertime in Florida, that's well, a little cooler. It's, it's kind of it's, nice out. So, but, but it is morning when I woke up, cause I woke up late, 
I'm like, man, you know what, man? I think I'm going to go with something new today. Like, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. So I'm wearing the Adidas tracksuit, basically. Yeah. Which I like very much so. I actually want to buy another tracksuit in another color so I can have different colored tracksuits. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know, uh, speaking of cold weather, um, you know, I, uh, for the first night in about two weeks, I haven't woke up in the middle of the night and uh, gone outside to pee. Why not? Because it was too cold? No, no. Well, it's, it's been really cold and I've been having to do it. No, we now have uh, downstairs toilets. Oh. We got the downstairs <laughs> toilets installed. <laughs> Hold on. Is your going outside to pee only had to do with the fact that the toilets downstairs were broken? Yeah, and I going all the way upstairs. go upstairs to pee? <laughs> yes. That's what's going on. Yeah, because, uh, you know, my, my bedroom opens up into the... the uh, well, Dawn's been sleeping upstairs. Because she doesn't want to go upstairs. So she's been sleeping upstairs. So she, she needs to get up in the Where middle of the night. Where is she sleeping feet. at? Just on the little bed out right in the loft there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we now have toilets downstairs, which uh, makes me very happy. So, but they I look do, nice, by the way. I tell you what, there, there is nothing better than, than, you know, three o'clock in the morning pissing in the backyard under the moonlight. You know, there's, there's something special about that. I enjoy that, by the yeah. way. I mean, yeah. I don't do that at the place that I'm at now. I haven't done it yet at the place that I'm at now. Yeah. Only because in all reality, I'm more scared. Okay, so we have, we still have the dogs. Right. But the land in which we have behind our house has drastically been reduced. Okay. But the amount of crap that the dogs emit stays pretty much the same. All right. So your dog crap square footage, <laughs> right. you know, your, 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 your dog, dog crap, crap density, density ratio. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is, a, is still is a lot higher by a ma- very, very large magnitude right. than it was before. Oh, I can imagine. So yeah. I am very much. Because before you had, they, they had like a half acre to crap in. Oh yeah, they could you know. crap anywhere. And they wouldn't crap by the house. Like, you know, every. Yeah, they'd go further away. Right. Well, now that, that there's no further away. Like right. further away, somebody else's yard. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. So and we're not going to do that just yet. I mean, we're gonna, probably going to start though. I'm I think I, hopefully Mikey starts doing that because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of this, you know, like he's going to have to start picking up the crap, which before I, he never had to do. So right. now he's going to start picking up crap. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Something else that I had to do this mm. week too, is that my mother has called me during the week and was like, Hey, I need your help on Saturday or I need your help this weekend sometime. And I'm like, all right, what do you need my help with? She's like, well, I need to put the Christmas lights up. Now here's the thing. Okay. I don't put christmas lights up yeah that's not really something i do either i don't like doing that it's no. not my thing however right, me either my mom gets what i would consider to be a mother exemption is that if you're going to ask me to do something then i'm just well yeah if you're it. if your mom asks you to do something you do it yeah so yeah, pretty much it's like okay i'll do it i'll do it saturday morning first thing in the morning so i can get it out of the way right so i go over there and to her credit to her credit it's the same you know this ain't this ain't new hat for her right you know what i'm saying she's done this before she was all prepped ready to go where all i had to do is get on the ladder put the stuff up and i only really had one line to do like it wasn't even a, a big oh, thing okay like well, it was very yeah. easy she made it very she easy, just didn't want to get on the ladder basically well she didn't want to get on the ladder by herself yeah like you know she's like well i'll go up the ladder if you hold it i'm like oh, i'll go up the ladder right like, yeah exactly i'm not gonna have you go up the ladder yeah um so i went up the ladder did the things that i had to do which was nice it was a nice little con- we had a good little conversation we had fun you know it was, you know i was glad i was happy that it get the, it done the one caveat though is uh if if uh you know mom calls you to to put up christmas lights and they're like tangled i'm not untangling christmas lights it's like you go buy some new boxes and I'll put them up. No way in hell I'm untangling Christmas lights. That's like just you know the hell of all hells. Well, and she 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 did listen to the show last week, by the way. No, oh, she did, and she did want to say that she has actual maps in her car. Oh, good for her. So yeah. she because yeah. she was like, "How does Adrian get around?" And does he have maps in his car? And I'm like, "Why well, didn't I didn't ask him?" But she and I was like, basically, I, what I said to what I said to her also was, is I said basically. Adrian probably only goes to the places he knows where they're at anyway. So like he doesn't need a map because he knows where they're already at. Well, I do one of two things. Um, if I actually need a map, 
um, I, I still have internet access on my phone. Okay. I just, there's no location base. So I can still use my phone to look at a static map of a place if I need to. Okay. Okay. It's very rare that I do that. I prefer to just, if I'm going somewhere new, before I leave, I'll look at a map and just, you know, to study it and figure it out and say, okay, so I know, you know, and, and just know it in my head. You know, I prefer to do that. It just makes it easier. Then if it's like, oh shit, I can't remember where it went. What's that street? You know, then I'll, I'll go on my phone and, and pull up an actual map. Do you ever, okay. Did you used to ever print out the maps like on map quest? Yeah. Yeah. Do you still do that now? Um, I, I, well, I, I do that with satellite imagery. Like when I'm going out in the wilderness, <laughs> No, I, I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> what, what was that, man? I don't know. It just sounded funny. When I go out to the wilderness, I bring a map with me. No, it's not. Well, it's not a map. It's it's like if I'm going to if I'm going to go out hiking in the Withlacoochee Forest or the Ocala National Forest or Mayak or somewhere like that, um, I'll print a satellite image so that I have you know you know I can navigate from that. I mean. It, we both know how to navigate from a map no, through, over terrain, yeah, yeah, you know, know so I, I do it as close to that as I can. I got you. Uh, but that's about the only time I print out a map. Or if I'm going like um, canoeing and I want to like go in the, the like uh, out by Wikiwachi and Homosassa where it's yeah. all just, uh, you know, river, little rivers. and Wind, the, Little winding yeah. rivers and stuff yeah, like and, that. And yeah, and you're going back on tributaries and stuff. If you don't have a satellite map, it's easy to get lost out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you could be dead. Well, no, I don't think you can be dead. I mean, you could die. It's it's Florida, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're, you know what? You're never more than like five miles from civilization. COVID, unfortunately, COVID gators are out there. Oh God, them COVID gators. Yeah, yeah. and they'll get you. If yeah. they bite you, you instantly get COVID. Yeah, that's true. And, and then you and, have a 0.1 percent chance of dying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I, you probably have like a 30 percent chance of dying from the gator eating you, though. Well, yeah. yeah, the bite is a different story. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm just talking about the COVID, though, yeah. which is more important than the actual bite that would give you a Well, yeah, death. even if you're eaten by the alligator, it would be classified as a COVID death. Well, of course it would be. <laughs> Why would it not be? So, Are we segueing or, or No, I wasn't even segueing. Okay, you just, it I seems just, like you were segueing there. No, 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 okay, no, no. I wasn't sure what was going on there. No, so. that wasn't. It, it, it should have been, actually. Yeah, it, it, it should have been. been. You should have kind of saved that one a little bit. But yeah. So well, that's, I can segue for the next one. There's something else I can segue with. Well, let's go back to maps. So I'm glad that... Patty uh, still uses actual maps. I don't currently have a map in my car, but I should. I've got some road atlases laying around. I should throw one in the truck, you know. Yeah, you should. I know. So, so the other thing is, so Kelly is Kelly, one of my wives, mm -hmm. is quarantined this week. Right, hypothetically, one of your wives. Uh, I, but, well, I guess if you want to call it that, yeah, <laughs> one of my wives is, is in quarantine, <laughs> and it really was an over. It was an, we look at an overabundance of caution. But the thing is, this is that we do have a lot of clientele with the cleaning business that are very old that would have a you know point or would have a, a three percent chance of dying or something like that. But right. at the same time, you know, well, why is she in quarantine? Let's, because let's she went to a that. house that the person was fourteen days removed from COVID, but had pneumonia at the time, right? And wasn't supposed to be there, but ended up being there, right? And that, so we quarantined her for 14 days, for, for, for 10 days. And during the same week, Danielle, my other wife, is now knee is Allegedly. completely messed up. And she is now immobile for the most part. She has a crutch. She has a crutch she's using and she has a thing. But she fell down. Her knee just kind of gave out and just, she fell down. So she's, um, she's, she's not down for the count, but like she's, you know, she's, she's also, gimpy, huh? She's very gimpy right now. Yeah, yeah. She's very gimpy right now. So I have a. You know, it's a good thing I have two wives, by the way, because now both of them are incapacitated in one way or another, which, you know, does make it a little bit more difficult. Right. But, you know, one of them will be back up and running next week. So, 
I've seen Kelly a couple times, but like I haven't gotten close to her. It's almost like I, like I've I've I went to the store and bought her things, right? And then she'll stop to the office, and I'll put the stuff in the warehouse, like right at the edge of the warehouse, and then back up about fifteen foot. Kelly drives up, and then she walks up to the stuff, grabs it, and then leaves at the same time. So, Y'all are being ridiculous. You realize I, that? I know it's an over look. I know it's an overabundance of caution, by the way. So I'm not, I'm not like I'm not even trying to. Um, like a gloss over that. Like it's totally an overabundance of caution, but you know what though? I'm just, we're just going to make sure I hey. with the, I want to say that we took every precaution that we could take with the clientele that we have in order to make sure that they didn't get anything. So I can very proudly say that to people on the phone when I've talked to them and every customer that I've had, they had to reschedule or cancel for the week has been actually super cool about it. And, um, you know, and it hasn't freaked out about it either. They've been super cool, but they haven't freaked out. My, my plumber was back yesterday. My COVID plumber. Oh, he, he didn't. He didn't die then. Oh, he wow. did not die. Yeah, he did say he, he, it felt like the flu for a couple of days. He did have a fever for like a day and a half. Uh, you know, he he would, didn't feel good, but you know, he's over it now. It's the time window has expired, so he's safe now. It's been the fourteen days, and okay, um, he's tested negative and hasn't had any symptoms for a week. So good, yeah, good for him. Um, but uh, yeah, he was he was back yesterday. He said uh, you know he he was fine. So, but he still wore the mask the whole time. Look, here's the thing. Look, I'm not I'm not afraid of this disease of dying from this from the from the COVID thing. I'm not afraid of dying from it at all. And even if I have like Why aren't you? Because well, it's so low for one. It, the 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 chances of dying are so low. It's not even funny. Really? <laughs> yes. I, well, what, what do you think the chances of dying from COVID are? I point Oh, two or something for my age, I think. Okay. One in what? What would you say? Uh, what would 0.02 be? One in a thousand? One in a thousand? I think that's what it is. I think 0.02 is one well, in a thousand. Well, you know, as it turns out. <laughs> oh, I thought you were getting that at the end. Well, no, you kind of segued me into it. As it turns out, uh, Alex, how old are you? I'm 45. You're 45. Uh, your odds of dying from anything, anything today are one in 47,486. All right, so you're saying there's a chance. Do, do you know what your odds of dying from anything before COVID were? No. One in 53,329. So your odds increased roughly one in 6,000 for COVID. Okay, let's let's go through these numbers real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, because we got a lot of COVID stories, but I want everyone to do it from a, because this drove me crazy this morning. Um, I got up at 630 because I just, I'm like an old man now. I get up early. It's the strangest thing, and I hate it. Yeah. I, I hate the fact that I'm awake pre-dawn on a Sunday morning, but I can't help it. You know, I wasn't this today, which made me feel kind of good, actually. I know. You call me up and, hey, man, I'm, I'm running behind. I'm like, did you just wake up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you literally sounded like you woke up, looked at the time, panicked and instantly dialed me yes that's, that's exactly, exactly what happened i, I know <laughs> you know what it is i have two covers like because it's been cold this week i actually have two cover two big blankets now yeah. so it's warm as shit and under there yeah. which is really nice that, i'm that sorry go nice. ahead well uh so I, anyway I, I, I digress i woke up this morning i was putting together material for the show and i saw all this covid data and how they're they're talking about you know the number of deaths and this is the one article that really threw me over the edge it said the number of deaths could double by april of next year 
Yeah. All right. So I was like, all right, well, what are, what are the odds? You know, we're doing all these shutdowns. California's shutting down. You know, everybody's shutting down. They're giving the, the, the local media is given DeSantis hell. And we'll go into details on all this. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for not shutting down. But so what are the odds? So I, I, I took the CDC data and, and some population data and, and put it into a big spreadsheet. In fact, I'll just show you the. Uh, I love it when Adrian makes spreadsheets, oh by God, the way. It's a huge. Adrian hates spreadsheets. Hang on a second. So if he's so pissed off that he has to make a spreadsheet for it, like, you know, it's good. <laughs> this, uh, this. Just remember to speak into the mic. It had there. like. Th- well, I, I have to lean towards <laughs> the other computer. He has to lean towards the other computer. Yeah. Come on now. You should have been ready. You should have been ready, by well, the way. The fact that you're not ready is a problem. Wow, that's a big... That, is, that, is that the spreadsheet you're talking about? Yeah, this is the data. Oh, my God. This is the data set that I had to use. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's got like, like 200,000 200, records in it. Gmanetti. Okay, so I had to put all this data. It's the way that the CDC breaks down the data. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up just using the Florida numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is just Florida data over the past five years. Which is supposed to be a hot spot, so like, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, this is supposed to be the worst because we didn't shut down, so yeah. we're horrible. Actually, it turns out uh, that for the number of deaths, uh, we pretty much spiked in July, and we're still below our peak, whereas a lot of the other places now... Uh, they spiked in March and they're spiking again, but we're, we're relatively flat. But anyway, if you're in the age uh, group of 25 to 44, okay, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I looked at the data um, under 25 and it was st- uh, statistically insignificant. There was just v- virtually no change. It was within the margin of error of change. So, we, but, we, but, but, the, but hold on though, but the chances of you dying at that age are like greater in, with the flu than it is with COVID. Uh, it, it, at a very young age, yeah. Oh, for yeah. for like infants, yeah, yeah. It, that is that is absolutely true. Uh, but for that age group in in general, there was no real statistical value to the data because it was you know it was in quote COVID was completely inconsequential to them. Okay. Uh, so I only did the age groups where there was at least some consequence here. Yeah. All right. So if you're 25 to 44, pre-COVID for the last five years, the data for 2015 to 2019. Your odds of uh, the daily deaths from all causes uh, for the last five years was 25.6 deaths per day on average, 25 to 44 year olds. Okay. In 2020 so far, it's been 33 deaths per day. So more. Uh, Yeah, it has been slightly more. So your odds of, if you're 25 to 44, your odds of dying when you wake up in just any general morning. Uh, prior to COVID was one in 200,000, uh, 203,728 post COVID your odds of dying from COVID any morning you wake up are one in 158,043. All right. Okay. So basically a one in 150,000, you wake up in the morning, there's a one in 150,000 chance you're going to die. Okay. Now, if those deaths double, like they're saying, if you're 25 to 54 or 25 to 44, your odds of dying will be one in 129,095. All right. Okay. Um, if you're 45 to 64, your odds pre-COVID of dying any given day, uh, there were an average of 102 deaths per day in Florida, just of all causes. And with COVID, that jumped up to 115. Okay. So from 102 to 115. To 115. Yeah. A so, day. So an extra 13 people a day die in Florida because of COVID. Okay. That's the average. So your odds of dying if you're 45 to 64, uh, on a normal day pre-COVID, 1 in 53,329. After COVID, 1 in 47,486. All right. So it went up too, but not, 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 not it, too bad. It went up very slightly. Yeah. So there is an increased number of deaths because of COVID. There is an in- COVID, increase. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Now, uh, if you're 65 to 74, uh, the average uh, daily deaths total went from pre-COVID 106.5 to post-COVID 126. Okay. Um, So so, what year, hold on, what age range was that again? That's 65 to 74. Okay. So if you're 65 to 74, your odds pre-COVID of dying on any given day were one in in 23,289. Your odds of dying on any given day after COVID were one in 19,378. All right. Okay. Um, 75 to 84. The uh, daily deaths uh, pre-COVID were 137.5, post-COVID 166. So that changed the odds from 1 in 12,651 to 1 in 10,334. Yeah. Okay. And if you're uh, 85 or over, the daily deaths went from 179 to 203 pre-COVID versus post-COVID. Mm-hmm. And the number, the your odds of dying on any given day, if you're 85 or older, are 1 in 4,701 pre-COVID one in 4,118 post-COVID. Wow, okay. <laughs> right. So let's put that in perspective, okay? Let's say every day of your life, would you go and put all the money you earned that day on a single number on roulette? No. Okay. The odds of you winning roulette are one in 37. Okay. (laughs) So yet, I mean, I want you to put that in perspective. Think about that for a moment. Think about how crazy you would be if you dictated your life around something that was one in 37 odds. If you said, well, hey, it's one in 37. It's, it's gotta happen. You know, yeah. it's, it's extremely likely to happen one in 37. So every day I'm going to take my entire paycheck and put it on, you know, 35 black or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. You know, one in 37, okay? If you're over 85, your odds of dying from anything are one in 4,701, and your odds increase with COVID to one in 4,118. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about such exponential odds of you dying from this, yet we're shutting down states again. Yet we're going through all this craziness again. Yet we're spending trillions of dollars again. Yet we're crushing the economy again. You folks, from a statistical standpoint, from a data analysis standpoint, from a risk versus reward standpoint, are out of your fucking minds. And this is the data, folks. In fact, we can put we can put this data up if you want. You know, so we can show how I came to the these numbers. This is not you know made up numbers. These are the actual CDC data. Uh, this is uh, data from the U.S. Census Bureau. That's how you get these averages, these dailies, these one-in probabilities. Yeah. You know, and it's just the most surprising thing is, statistically speaking, the <laughs> the most at-risk group, the biggest increase in likelihood of dying from COVID is 25 to 44. The youngest group. But the numbers are so small. But the fact that the daily deaths went from 26.5 to 33, statistically speaking, that's like a a huge increase. So they actually increased their probability by like 25% of dying, but it's still exponentially low. They have a one in 158,000 chance of dying every single day. So it's just, you know, when you think of it in those terms, and I think a lot of people can't even understand how, well, obviously people don't understand odds because they play lotto. Um, you know, 
<laughs> if, if, if most people understood probability, they probably wouldn't play that, you know. Um, but, at least wouldn't play with hundreds of dollars a week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I generally play like $20 a year worth of that just because it's fun to, to say. Well, yeah, because you're just, yeah. It, it, it's worth $20 to say, what are we going to do if we win? Yes. You know, and that's about all it's good for. The mental masturbation that exactly, goes that. Exactly. But yeah, if, if people really understood statistical probability, we wouldn't be going through all these COVID stories that we're about to go through. Yeah. You know, like, for example. Oh, you want to get to the that's stories a already? Yeah, that's a segue. Okay. So... I got to start with the first one, though. So Governor Murphy lashes out at Gates for appearance at Young Republicans Gala. So this was in New Jersey where the governor of New Jersey. And this is the I I don't want to necessarily blame Trump for this, but this is the this is the thing that has opened up where these these governors just act like authoritarian psychopaths. Oh, yeah. So Matt Gates, who went to. um uh, and a, a large gala in the state of New Jersey. It was supposed to be in, in New York, but then they ended up moving it to Jersey, right? And right. so he went there as one of the guest speakers and he went there and, you know, they weren't social distancing or wearing masks or whatever. Right. But um, so he went there and the governor admonishes him for this. He's like, what a fool, the Democrat governor told reporters during a press briefing. And this is what he said next. You're not welcome in New Jersey. And frankly, I don't ever want you back in this state. Like, Here's the thing. What in the hell are you thinking by like, where is your decorum at? Fuck decorum. Where's your authority? Yeah. Yeah. Where's your authority at? Like, they want to talk about, you don't have the authority to say someone can't come back to a state. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, it's all these guys up in the Northeast. Like Cuomo's done the same right. thing. They're, they're like, like we're going to kick his ass if he comes to the state. Like who in the fuck are you dude? Right. Like, why are you like, why are you saying this? I and, will yank those rings out of your fucking nipples. Cuomo. <laughs> so and it says in the political article that you know pictures of the event show it dozens of attendees including gates milling about in close proximity to one another and scarce mask wearing so there probably was some mask wearing but not much but that's but this is the thing but at the same time was he what comment did he make about gavin newsom who was telling people to lock down and then was and having then going out to din- going dinner out parties to dinner. yeah or the guy or the mayor of texas or the, the yeah the mayor of austin texas right who was telling people to stay home while he was in Mexico. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I know. It's so disgusting. Don't go see your family as I'm down visiting my family in Mississippi. Like, this is politician after politician who has ignored these orders and yet when one when one does it that they don't like then all of a sudden they it's a fucking them. problem yeah right? yeah well it, it, the idiocy of it like let me tell you a story uh friday night uh we went out with uh, some friends of ours and we went out to dinner and then to a, a bar afterwards in downtown dunedin uh and you know what fucking i'm gonna name these bars because fuck them um we went to crown and bowl and uh they <laughs> we we walk in there and we're we're trying to get a drink. So we're standing near the bar. Okay. And, uh, so they're like, well, you, you, uh, I didn't have my mask on at the time. And they said, well, you have to have your mask on. I'm like, All right, fine. Put So I pull my bandana up and, uh, they say, well, you can't stand near the bar. You have to sit down. What do you mean? You can't stand near the bar. Well, <laughs> I don't know. They, they don't let you stand near the bar. So we're like, and at that point I, we hadn't got a drink yet. So I'm like, screw this. Let's go next door. Yeah. Like, that's enough to make you so, leave the place. So, if you know downtown Dunedin, there's a back alley along uh, where Crown and Bull and Blur are in the main street. And so, you can go out the back and come in the back of the other. And and really, it's set up so so it just flows through. So, yeah. people come and go either entrance all the time. It's very common. So, we go to the back door of Blur 
and they say, we're not letting people in this way. And I'm like, well, why? And he said, COVID. <laughs> you have to go in the front door. I'm like, that makes no sense. And the backyard, the, the back entry is to the outdoor area. Yeah. Where so, you want everybody so, to be So anyway. you stay outdoor and they have an outdoor bar. It's, you know, it's just outside. And so we're just going to go and stay outside the whole time. So we had to go around the front and come through the inside part of the building to get to the outside part of the building. So we get out there, right? And, uh, you know, they, uh, they, again, they're, they're being the mask police. And they had guys there with actual badges. Oh, hold on. What kind of badges? I don't know if they were. Tw- I didn't actually get close enough to read them. But, but they weren't cops. Though. Hang on a second. One guy, <laughs> it was a fucking kid. He had a badge like clipped on his belt. And then he was wearing a hat that had a staff sergeant logo on it <laughs> and a red one, like a Marine Corps. So it was like a gunnery sergeant. Oh my God. Okay. So he's wearing that. And then there's another guy that's wearing a shirt with a badge on it, but there was no other, it didn't say sheriff's department. It just had a badge on it. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're special, but your average person is going to view that as a person of authority. Though. Right. Exactly. So, uh, we go and sit at a high top table. Right. And, uh, if you sit down, you can take your mask off, you know, so what happened at some course, we're having a conversation and I get around and I walk over and I'm standing like between my wife and my buddy. And, you know, we're, we're all talking there. Actually, I was, we were, I was smoking a cigarette at the time and, uh, cause I, you know, chip when we go out and drink. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm standing there. I got up cause the wind was blowing. I didn't want to blow in their face. So I got, you know, downwind essentially. Yeah. Um, and so I'm standing there and, and three people sitting at the table, me standing up right at the table between two chairs. Right. Mm-hmm. The guy comes up and says, you have to sit down if you're not wearing a mask. And I'm like, I just looked at him and I, I, I looked at him and looked back and just completely ignored him and stood there. And he came back with a chair and like pushed it into my ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm like, fine, I'll fucking sit down, you know, and <laughs> That's how these people were. So finally we finish our, our drink and we're leaving. And I'm like, you know, we have to walk. Now we can't walk outside through the back to the alley, you know, which is normally you would do that in a normal circuit. So we have to walk through the building again. You know, it's like we're already outside. Wouldn't you think it would be a better idea to let us out outside? Hold on. I mean, so if the that's place in the back that you couldn't enter from you also can't leave from no <laughs> okay then this is the op- this is stupid this is the shit. opposite exactly it is the exact opposite of what you like would the, think and even like the public's flow line oh hang on it gets better so i'm like i'm, I'm not wearing my hat you know we're leaving what what are we what are they going to do kick yeah. me out so i start to walk through the building part the inside building part without the the mask on and the first guy comes up to me and he says sir and i just pointed him and shook my head <laughs> and he backed off and I, I didn't get another 10 feet and another one of these badge. they had like four or five of these badge guys there another one walks up to me and he says uh, sir I need you to put your mask on and I just went like just a, like a slashing motion with my arm like get the fuck out of my or like way a, or like a Hitler salute. no no like move oh, you know okay. Um, and he stepped back. I must've been really, you know, like you had your face on. Oh yeah. I was like, do you do not want to fuck with me right now? Yeah. And both of them stepped like completely out of my path and just let me go. You yeah, know, cause you're leaving at that point. Well, yeah, it's like just the idiocy of it. And, and so when the, the guy at the first bar we went to, I asked him why, why, what, you know, what's with all this? He says, well, supposedly the sheriff's 
you know, going to be cracking down on it. So apparently it was Bob Gualtieri telling everyone they're going to come shut them down if they don't do this. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's exactly what it is. No, yeah. no. Look, you got to remember, these guys don't want to do this either. No, I'm sure they the, don't. They're having to do this now because they're getting heat from the cops. Well, they don't have the authority to do it, though. That's what I'm saying. But that's the here's the thing. Yeah. But they're still getting heat from the cops, though. right? And I guess they just don't want to deal with. I, you know, that's what really bothers me the most at all this, is that nobody resists. You know, nobody nobody takes the time to actually analyze the risk. Nobody takes the time to actually analyze the idea. And when they realize it's a bunch of bullshit, no one actually bothers to resist. You well, know, some people are resisting and they're being arrested. Well, the problem is, is the people that are resisting are in a lot of cases, the fucking morons who think this is, you know, uh, the moon landing was a hoax. And uh, like one person I know who told me that uh, the, very early on, which I thought was classic, uh, they said that the virus cannot survive above 80 degrees so that it'll never come to Florida. <laughs> and when I said, you realize the human body is 98.6, right? They were like, well, no, outside. <laughs> outside, the air kills it at 80 degrees, but the human body doesn't. Oh, no. Like, we have, we have severely broken off from all reality whatsoever. And when you're watching, like, it's so many different things that we've broken off from reality for. But this COVID thing is absolutely. Okay, so here, look. There's so I many wanna, ways we've broken from reality. So here, the, the Oregon Medical Board suspended the license of an Oregon doctor who said he refuses to wear masks in his clinic while also encouraging others not to wear masks. On what grounds? Uh, uh, violent, that violates a state order requiring healthcare workers to wear face coverings in, in healthcare settings. That's basically what it is. So members of the medical board voted Thursday to uh, Thursday evening to suspend his license immediately, according to a statement from the Oregon Medical Board website. The, the suspension was ordered due to the board's concern for the safety and welfare of licensed current and future patients. Yeah. Again, why you don't want government to actually be involved with anything at this point. Well, here's the thing. Look, and you're right. This is what happens when you allow government to license, mm -hmm. you know, and granted a doctor you want to know that this guy knows what he's doing, yes. right? But in this day and age, there's a lot better ways than a government license to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A I, government I, license doesn't ensure that these people know anything. No, no. It just ensures that they pay the fees and, you know, it, they follow the stupid rules that government makes. But here's the thing, though. So this doctor is saying this, right? But they, are we not following the science of this doctor now? Like this doctor, all of a sudden, because his, his, yeah. his opinion goes against the narrative, now his opinion doesn't count. We have to take his license away. Oh, well, hang on. Just from the data I just ran... If I were to like, if, if I were someone of, you know, scientific renown and I published this data, I would probably lose any licenses or tenure or anything that I had over it. Oh yeah. Look, you at, know what what they, look, look at what they did to Atlas. Look at how they went after Atlas, man. Right. You know, like they went after Atlas was one of the, um, um, one of the advisors for Trump's on his, on his team, on his uh, epidemiology team or whatever. So well, look at how they went after Johns Hopkins for the study they put out last week, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, showing that it, there wasn't really a significant uptick in deaths. Why, why do you think that the data is so hard to find? By oh, the way? yeah. And oh, my God. And they lean on the emotion of all of this. I had to dig really deep. I mean, it's the government, so they have to publish it, but they do not make it easy to find. Mm -mm. You know, it's like you've got to go through eight pages of explaining yeah, why. But if this data backed up their narrative, then they would have it right Oh, it'd front. be front page. Yeah, exactly. Because if you if you look at it, what they're always focusing on is the number of cases. Right. It's cases, 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 cases. Right. Which here's the thing: in a in a in a with a disease like the coronavirus is, and how how 
how uh, how how good it is to spread. I don't know. Good's not the right word right. for it, but how easy it is to spread. Right. The number of cases is always going to be very high because what if you counted the cold that way? What if you counted this the flu the cold. that way? It literally the coronavirus is the same family that the cold viruses yeah. are in. So, Corona and rhinovirus are the two major groups of cold viruses. What if you were to judge the cold that way, and if they put the same kind of moniker on this? Then what would your you know well, what would the reaction be? They're going to oh forever I know ever and ever amen. This is your new reality because they love the power they have. Oh, I love that song by Randy Travis. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I put that. To, I'd love, I heard it this week actually. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But and yeah, this, they think that I'm talking foolish. Yeah, don't don't sorry. don't 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 don't, don't ever sing. I'm wild don't don't. And I'm free. Do not ever sing on on mic. <laughs> it's just not a good thing. <laughs> I do second city very badly. Yeah, actually, that wasn't horrible. It, you know, but the point is, is uh, that yeah, the, it, it's just this is a power grab, left and right. And again, it's I don't know that it's some planned thing, but it's just it's certainly opportunistic. And when you've got people like you know the Newsom and Cuomo and whoever the governor of New Jersey is, I forget his name. Um, when you've got these people just snatching up power that they don't have to begin with and telling people, California just went on lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they've been on lockdown, but like, no, 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 you can't leave your house type lockdown. Oh yeah. No, no. They went, know? they went back to full on now. And here's the other thing in these here, California has been basically on some kind of lockdown for the most, for the majority of this. Right. But their cases are still spiking. Do you know who they blame? They blame the people for this. Right, you're not doing your part. It's like Gretchen Whitmer. So they did. They're considering whether or not the three week COVID restriction needs to be extended. And she's like, the bottom line is, do the people do their part? So if 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 this thing goes through the population, which it's if you follow the science, you stupid bitch, it's going to do no matter what. It's just going to work itself through the population. They're blaming and like we're gonna have to lock you down longer if 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 the you know if the spread doesn't if the spread doesn't slow down we're gonna lock you down longer. Like except for if you're a husband and you want to go out camping or fishing or something like that. Oh right, it's like yeah. rules for. Di- or if you have a if one of your lobbyists has a dinner party. Yeah, yeah, or, it, it, which is what just fucking happened. Oh yeah, that's the thing. If I would again, I wouldn't agree with them. But I would at least have a moniker of respect for some of these people if they actually followed their own rules. But they're right. not following their own rules. They get caught over and over and oh, over yeah. again not following their rules. They don't buy rules. this bullshit. They don't buy it at all. In their mind, they really believe that they are separate from everyone else. They are special. Yes. That's what they believe. And and they they. the funny thing is, is they're almost like you should accept that they're special. Yes, that they don't. They're have to. mad if you call them out on their bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, Sometimes Lori Lightfoot needs a haircut because she goes on TV. Yeah, which and whoever cut that woman's hair, honestly, should be shot. Right, because right. she is. She, here's the thing: that woman, that Beetlejuice looking <laughs> bitch, shouldn't be on TV ever anyway. Radio is hey, her best friend. Hey, hang on a second. The friends we are out with are from Chicago. Yeah, they live in Chicago, work in Chicago. They refer to her as Beetlejuice because she looks like Beetlejuice. They because because and I didn't even bring it up. It was just a normal conversation. They're like, "Oh yeah, Beetlejuice did this." <laughs> you guys. So apparently, yeah, that's a. The, I mean, here's the thing: if you have eyes, if yeah. you have eyes, and you can see her, you will see. And if you saw Beetlejuice, yeah. then you would see that she looks like Beetlejuice. Right. If you haven't seen Beetlejuice, you'd just be like, "That's one fugly looking bitch." Right. Because she is fugly. Yeah. I mean, no getting around. I mean, I hate to. I, well, I don't hate to say this because she's an authoritarian. Side 
psychopath. Right. Like the best. Well, you thing, hate to comment on someone's looks, but you know when someone. But when you look like Beetlejuice, when someone's you that look evil, like all, all bets are off. Yeah. I don't know which Beetlejuice. And Darth she looks Vader, like. freaking Gretchen Whitmer, by the way. Are they saying she's the Michael Keaton Beetlejuice or the uh, uh, Howard Stern Beetlejuice? I mean, because really, she's almost like a combination of both. She is a combination of both. Yeah. No, no, she's a combination of both Beetlejuices. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's it's just insane, you know. And they don't have the authority to do any of this, and they just people we just all go along with it. You know what I'm saying? Here's and that's what I want to do. Not it's like everybody's going along. Like with when it. I'm when I was at the bar last night, it's like I I just wanted to defy all this because. Again, I know that this is a place of business and they have the the right to do whatever they want in their business, but I also knew they were doing it because government was forcing them to with no constitutional, no legal, no justification, no authority to do so whatsoever. So it's like I feel bad because here I am taking it out on these fucking, you know, wannabe cops, rena cops. Well, yeah. you know, screw them anyway. But you know, it, it's I, really who I wanted to defy was the government. You know, because they just don't have this authority. Yet they'll still put you in cage if you do. So and they'll close the business down. Yeah. Like, again, he's it, look. Everybody, even I bet you, even the cops that are going to these things don't want to even enforce. This no, stuff. of course they don't. I've talked to one. I, I I have a friend of mine that is one of the bar owners in Pinellas County. Right. And he's told me about some of the. Is this our mutual friend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's told me about some of the you know interactions he's had with the police. Yeah. He has a very unique environment though in the fact that. He has outside of his bar a common area right. that's not under his control or jurisdiction at all. Right. So he has no he has like he has no authority to make impose any rules there. Right. So the people can kind of do what they want there. Yeah. Which means they go to his place to buy the beer and then they go over there and drink and it. And you it, it's it's lawful in this town to drink it there. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Because it's down in Tarpon. It's sponge dust. Okay. All right. So it's a common area. Now, in the now you're kinda of getting pretty specific. Well, there's a lot of bars down there. Okay. Though, so um, but at any rate, so he's told me about the way the cops have come in there and they've been one of these things like, here's what we have to bust and we don't have to bust this right. act accordingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they get calls and complaints, which don't get me wrong, this is also where you have some of the people and this is the bad part about this is you have some of the people that are maybe jealous of that bar being open and that bar being closed right. now calling the cops on the other bar to say they're doing something wrong, so you have to go there and bust them. Right. So you have people telling on each other, you know, a bunch of stool pigeons at this point, <sighs> telling on each other. Don't people realize that that's never good for anyone? But they don't care. Yeah. They don't, again, they, they don't care. And But the the thing is this, though. You shouldn't, The co if the cops are calling, if somebody's calling the cops for that, the cops' response should be, you know, that's not a break in the law, piss off, hang up. Right, on. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're not violating anything. Well, but technically, at this point, it's a county ordinance, but it's a county ordinance that they have no authority to... The county... It's like... Hold on. Yeah, it's they don't just have... like the... It's the guy with the badge in the place. Right. He's not a cop. Right. He doesn't need the badge. But yeah. because people see the badge, it's what you're... It's the reaction to that perceived authority when there really isn't any authority to Well, do. I see a badge and my immediate response is, fuck you. You know, that's that's where I start thinking immediately. <laughs> that's that's why one, that's why libertarians get one percent of the vote. Yeah, yeah, probably so. That's why we end up in jail a lot our too. Natural re, if our natural reaction is that, yeah, that's the problem. That's why we. Can't I don't have think nice that's things. a problem. No, 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 no. I don't think that's it's a problem. A problem. At all. It's only one percent. It is why we can't have nice things. But though. it is why we can't have nice Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, was, here's the thing. It was like when I. I, I mean, I've, I'm sure I've told the story before, but I'm gonna tell the story again. So I was up when I was still doing lobbying work. I was and I was still smoking. So when I was up in Tallahassee one time, I went to the smoking area. I didn't have any cigarettes with me though. Right. And there's this woman who was the lobbyist for the Police Benevolent Association there with two cops. Yeah. And 
I told them wh- who I was and what I do, and they instantly had a very negative reaction towards me. And they go, you know, you must hate cops. And then just had the, you know, crossed their arms and kind of had a standoffish position. And what I said to him was, I said, no, you know what? I love cops. I love cops so much that I come here to lobby to get rid of the stupid laws so you people don't have to enforce them because it makes you guys look bad to have to enforce all those stupid laws. And they instantly loved me after that. Yeah. And I got actually got a bunch of cigarettes out of that that one. She gave me the rest (laughs) of her pack. She had like four or five in her pack. It's probably probably a good thing I wasn't there because uh, as soon as they said, you hate cops, I'd be like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I was in Tallahassee, man, it's salesman Alex mode. I know. know. Uh, Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, I don't. I don't but really. no, I, I, I don't. I, I, here's the funny thing. Here's here's the really funny thing. I got so many buddies that are cops. I don't hate cops at all. I just, I hate the. You hate authority. I hate authority. I hate the police state. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love the individually. I know so many cops that are just, you know, good guys and stuff just like that. Just trying to do good work. But when I, you know, that as soon as I, like yesterday, I'm driving around town and a cop stops someone for some bullshit traffic violation. In the fucking turn lane on US 19. In the left turn lane. Oh, my God. Right. Right. Well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily blame the cop for that, though. Oh, I totally do. I totally do. Well, no, no. That person shouldn't have stopped there. Okay. (laughs) First of all, the cop probably shouldn't have pulled him over in the first place. Well, that's true, too. Second, the cop has a PA. They got a little mic in there, and they can go on the PA and say, "Uh, uh, go ahead and turn through the light and pull into the parking lot uh, on the next street. That's a good point, by the way. Right, exactly. And if I was a police officer, that's what I would tell people. That's exactly what I would do. Because I'm not getting out right there. No. That's just dangerous. Right, yeah. Why why the hell would you do that? Yeah. You know? But I'm pissed off because I'm, you know, blocking traffic and, you know, it just, just, anyway. Uh, that's not what we were talking about. What, what else we got no, on, no. So on I COVID to, world? Day. So I wanted to go down the part where, okay, so DeSantis, who has, now, again, we had problems with DeSantis early on. But since then, he's been okay. But since then, he is, and not only has he been okay, but he has said, we're not closing Florida back down. I hope he sticks by that. And it seems like he has been sticking by that. Yeah. But he is being attacked for doing that. Oh, the media is coming after him hard now. Very hard now. So they're basically saying that he's engaged in a pattern of spin and concealment that has misled the public on the gravest health threat the state has ever faced, a South Florida Sun Sentinel investigation has found. And this is, if you want to know where the deep state really is, by the way, this article gives you a great example of that, by the way. Yeah. So... Basically, they talked to 50... Okay, first of all, no. That, this is not an example of deep state. Hold on. Go ahead. Let me get there first. They're based on interviews with more than 50 people, including scientists, doctors, political leaders, employees of the state health department, and other state officials, as well as more than 4,000 pages of documents. That's what I'm talking about. So in their article, they interviewed all these people that disagree with DeSantis. Right. And they use that as the, these people are the authority that's putting DeSantis in trouble. That's what I mean by the deep state, by the way. That is exactly what I'm talking about. These are the bureaucrats that are part of this state that shouldn't even have fucking jobs that the government's paying them. They should be fucking fired. Well, wait, wait the, a second. Wait a second. You don't know necessarily that most of those people were working for the state to begin with. And, and B, they have no actual authority. Oh, Colin. Again, it's with the badge thing, but this is where the Sentinel gives them the appearance of having some kind of authority on this thing because they're doing what they don't, you know, DeSantis isn't doing what they want them to do. Yeah, I I see what you're saying, Uh, but I read that differently. I read that as just that's a, a bunch of people's opinion, but people who are quote unquote in the know. 
So hold on. Here's, I mean, that was I had a different takeaway on those. I got you. People. I understand. Yeah. That. I understand. That. So here's what some of the findings are, though. So the Florida Department of Health's county level spokespeople were ordered in September to stop issuing public statements about COVID nineteen until after the November third election. Right. So now here's the thing. Which okay now now if that is true, that is DeSantis playing a little bit of politics. Mm, yeah, but here's the thing though. But he's allowed to do that. Well, yeah, but he's Do, playing those politics. county, those county, le- the county level spokespeople are not, cannot speak for the state. No, but they can speak for the county. I guess they can if they want. Yeah, they could release county so data. The DeSantis administration refused to reveal details about the first suspected cases in Florida, then denied the virus was spreading from person to person, despite mounting evidence that it was. Now, this, here's the thing. At the time that they're talking about, they did not, the, the CDC didn't think that it was going person to person. That's true. Yeah. So they're basing. You can't get mad. Yeah, over it that. wasn't. He didn't pull that out of the air. That was that was uh, somewhat the consensus at the time. Yeah. So state officials withheld information about infections in schools, prisons, hospitals, and nursing homes, uh, relenting only under pressure of of legal action from family members, advocacy groups, and journalists. Now this one isn't really true. They were pretty transparent with the numbers. I don't recall that, so I, I, you know, not sure what happened there. The DeSantis administration brushed aside scientists and doctors who advocated conventional approaches to fighting the virus, preferring scientists on the fringes who backed the governor's position. Right. Now, this is such a loaded thing. Anyway. Uh, that is a totally like, loaded totally statement. Totally loaded yeah. statement. Because they didn't go with the people that they like. Right. They went with other people. But so those hang, other people are fringe people. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. So did the Sun Sentinel talk to any of those people in the quote unquote fringe. So they just, so the sun Sentinel cherry picked a bunch of scientists and doctors and stuff like that, that would back their opinion, but they didn't talk to anyone that opposes their opinion yet. They're accusing the governor of doing the exact same thing, which I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just confirmation bias. Everybody does it, but yeah. the sun Sentinel is acting like they're the authority on this and they're just not, mm-hmm. you know? So the governor's spokesman regularly takes to Twitter to spread inf- misinformation about the disease, including the fall claim that COVID was less deadly than the flu. Now, here's the thing. If you're a young person, COVID is less deadly than the flu. That's true. That's not a, that's not misinformation. No, uh, it's, it's less deadly pretty much across the board. Okay. As, as a comorbidity. Okay. Yeah. I, the, the, the numbers actually prove that out. You can show, you know, looking at the data and the comorbidities and how many people, uh, especially elderly people die from pneumonia that was instigated by influenza and it's exceptionally high. And that's why they say old people have to get flu shots or you're going to die from the flu. Everyone forgets that when people compare COVID to the flu, everyone forgets that just a couple of years ago, just 10 years ago, when they were really pushing for flu shots, they were saying, you know, the flu is the most deadly thing for old people because people, old people get the flu and it turns into pneumonia and then people die of pneumonia. And pneumonia is one of the major killers of people, you know, 85 and older and, and even in the, you know, uh, 74 and older, age, or 75 and older age group. Pneumonia is a big killer of old people and COVID can cause pneumonia. And influenza can cause pneumonia, and they cause it in about the same ratios. Yeah. You know, in fact, if anything, influenza might be a little worse. So the, the fact that they say that's a lie, it's not true. The, the numbers don't show it. Yeah. And again, that's what's so fucking infuriating okay. is that they just keep making up these things that they say this is a fact, and it's not a fact. Here, here's the thing. Though. And their own data shows it. I know. Now, this is the, now here's the thing. This is the, it's the funny part. This is the last thing the Sun Sentinel said. 
the governor highlighted statistics that would paint the rosiest picture possible and attempt to cast doubt on the validity of Florida's rising death toll. Now, hold on a second here. The governor highlighted statistics. So even the Sun Sentinel isn't saying that what the statistics that the governor was highlighting were wrong. Right. So the governor told the truth about statistics right. that would paint a rosier picture possible and attempt to cast doubt on the validity of Florida's rising death toll. Like, right. Do they realize that, so the governor told the truth to the right. people, and because of that, it made it look, it didn't make it look as bad as they wanted it to make it look to be. Yeah, so, so he's being fact-checked because he used facts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and again, that's the world we live in. We talked about that last week. It's fucking insanity. You know, and why, why, why is the Sun Sentinel doing this? Why are those doctors and those scientists, why are they? And again, nobody, nobody is outright lying. Nobody is like completely insane, but it's like nobody is really looking at the real information. Yeah. You know what so I'm saying? Here's, so this and is the, from, the funny thing is, in this case, the, the fucking out there like fucking Pluto crazy people, the ones, and again, the ones who actually think that, I don't know, Donald Trump was going to drain the swamp, uh, for example, yeah. that crowd, the fucking morons, okay, they are the ones who are the closest to being correct based on the data. Yeah. So... This is what, so this is, a, so they did get a response from DeSantis's um, office from, for this article. Right. He said, the governor has been consistent since the beginning of the pandemic. He said, wash hands, maintain social distance, right. wear a mask, etc. But he's also adapted to the data as it becomes available. He's acted quickly to save thousands during um, thousands of nursing home residents. He knew drugs in the pipeline and was ready to act for Florida when he knew they were coming online. He's been consistent even as the pandemic has become political. Now, here's yeah. the thing. Oh, it's totally political. It's beyond political. It is, and again, I know you want to go somewhere that I just have to say, it's it's beyond political. You can't say it's political anymore. It is really a battle for, it's a battle for whether we're going to be individuals or we're going to be an obedient collective. Yeah. I, I, I really, this is a major battle in that war. And while I do think that he slipped in the beginning yeah. and he did not go about it the right way in the beginning, his actions as of late have been really good. Yeah. He's, because it's almost, it's not back to normal, but it's pretty damn close. It's as normal as it could be considering the pandemic's going on and nah, human behavior is going to adjust in a way in which people are scared, especially with the media pumping it. But the stores, for the most part, are open. At least you can go in there. Uh, I'm the not, mask thing's I'm a not, problem. I'm but. not willing to give him that much credit, though I am willing to give him some credit compared to some other states. I would say we are in the top third of states. We're absolutely in the—I'd say we're in the top five. Totally. No, we're not, we're not that. For, for the size of it, yeah, we're definitely, definitely the best we're large state. We're the best state. big state. We're yeah, the best we're, big state we're absolutely sure. the best big state. Uh, but I'm not willing to give him that, to say he's done as well as he possibly could because he has not. He's, he's like, you know, he, he really went my doghouse and he's crawled about 50% of the way out. You know, but yeah. he's definitely not all the way out of the doghouse in my book. No, he's not. But he's, I, I will say this. His actions, look, in the beginning, I was really pissed off at him. Well, yeah, because he buckled. Though. He was a coward. He, yeah, he buckled. Yeah. But, but it seems like everybody buckled in the beginning, except for uh, the governor of uh, South Dakota. Right. 
Except for her. Other than that, other than her. Well, when you have your state has a population of 300,000, it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and they're all spread out. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So even though, I mean, don't get wrong, the, 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 the virus has made it there. And yeah. it, the, this virus is going to work itself through the population. That is one of the things that we we do have to admit. They it's not do. fake. Right. It's not fake. It's no. a real thing. It's a people real are thing. dying it's from a real it. real virus. People do die. But, they, but most people, the vast majority of the people that die from this have some other underlying condition. And the average listener of this program has about a one in 50,000 chance of dying from it. One in 50,000. That's, I would say, based on our, what I think our demographics are. Actually, I would say our demographics are a little younger than that. I'm going to, I'm going to put it at about a one in 100,000 chance. Really? Yeah. One in 100,000 chance of dying from COVID. You guys already doubled your odds. Well, yeah. Thank you, Adrian. Because actually a lot of our younger, uh, our listeners are younger than we are, so. Well, yeah, yeah. we're we're starting to get to be old people now. Getting a little longer in the tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, getting a little longer in the tooth. Even though I got to say this though, I'm feeling better than I felt in a long time, and I'm looking good. I'm looking. Th- I'm getting thinner. Oh, I'm fat, you know? man. I got to. Oh, I know weight. you are, but I'm. Yeah. I'm not though. See, I'm. I'm being healthy. Yeah. Well, you almost died. Well, that's true. You know. But because of that, though, I've gotten very healthy, though. Yeah. Well. I've even started eating bananas now. <laughs> bananas are good. I eat bananas all the time. I don't. I didn't normally eat bananas all the really? time, but now I have a banana and a granola bar. Man, you beautiful. should actually drink coffee. Why would I? Why do I have to drink coffee? Coffee's really good for you, man. No, it's not. Oh no, actually, it is. Yeah. Uh, they're they're finding out it's it's uh, you know wonderful for a lot of things. Uh, one of the things that they say it's really big uh, for preventing dementia and Alzheimer's. So, you know, and it, I think you're full of shit. I'm not. I'm not. And you're a prime candidate for those type of things. What am I? Why am I a prime candidate? Because well, you're a fucking idiot already, man. I, you're, you're just like one step from being completely fucking stupid. You know? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm serious. You're one about, step from being stupid. Oh, God. It does. Why does that piss me off so much? Every time that fucking pisses me off. I mean, now that I know it pisses you off, I'm not going to use it I as know. much, but I will use it more effectively. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Now you're going to use it all the damn no, time. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll be very, I'll use it more effectively because if I I start using it all the time. It's almost then like it'll, a, yeah. Then it stops. Then it'll working. wear off. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you, 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 I, I wish I hadn't let you in on that. You know, now you got that in your bag of tricks. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, uh, they've done a lot of research and a lot of studies saying coffee is very good for uh, fighting off uh, uh, degenerative uh, uh, memory uh, issues and dementia, things like that. You know, which dementia is just kind of the the broad umbrella of a whole bunch of neurological. Um, yeah. disorders but uh now okay. you should drink coffee seriously well hold on there's something else i didn't want to talk about so we are we we do have the vaccine coming right, right. so right. the vaccine for covid a bunch is of them actually yeah yeah a bunch of them so i don't know if you heard about this or not but all of the former presidents minus trump these guys always ignore trump right but all the former presidents that are still alive are all going to take the covid vaccine like basically like live together. Right. Like they're going to take it all together. So like to, in order to ease the fear of the general public about the vaccine because it's like a like 40% of the doctors aren't going to take this freaking vaccine. Oh really? Yeah, it's like 40% of the doctors aren't going to do it. Well, the one thing for professionals one thing for sure, I would not touch the RNA vaccine. You know, cuz that's just uh, the Moderna vaccine. Yeah. Cuz that's just it's it's way too it's completely new process. It's it's the testing on it is very limited. You know, I would never touch it. I, look, I don't take vaccines for anything anyway. Period. End of story. You know, I rely. So you're on not going to take this one. No, fuck no. Hold um, on. Is there any scenario in which, like, how far are you going to be willing to go for this? What do you mean? Well, okay. So they may make rules to where you can't go into a government building without taking the vaccine. Oh no. 
Well, I can't go into a government building. Oh, how horrible there is may that? Be, there may be business establishments. Sorry, I can't go to court. <laughs> there may be business oh, establishments. Oh, no, no, you can't arrest me because I haven't had the vaccine. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there may, be, there may be businesses that will require that you go, that you get the vaccine in order to enter their establishment. Okay, how will they prove it? I don't know. Yeah. Are they going to ask for I my... I mean, are you going to fake it then? No. I'm just... You're you going to ask for my medical records? Guess what? HIPAA. So you're so you don't you don't think they're going to be able to do what I'm what I'm what I'm like no. my assertions well, just aren't going to be accurate. The, the, the possibility does exist because like we talked about last week, uh, China's already coming up with the QR code that you have that has all your medical records on it. Yeah, um, the airlines are talking about a virus passport. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is there is this thing out there. Um, I will find a way, like I always do, to I'll find the loophole. You know, yeah, I, I you just there's always a loophole. It, here's the thing. All this stuff is just based on, you know, shit, man. If they do the travel thing, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, fucking I flew around the country on a ID I made myself. That's true. You know, that's true. So, yeah. God, you know, I, you know, we've talked about it before in the show, but I got to give you credit, man. Like, do you know the amount of balls you have to do to make a trip like that? I have no it's shortage not, of balls. It's not there, by the way. That's the balls. Getting the back. balls is back. Right. Like, that's where the balls are at. Yeah, worst case because scenario. Because you have to, because you Look, Colin, you went from here to Vegas. Right. Like, that's a drive. Okay. Right. That ain't, a, you know, like, that ain't like you can just drive it and, you know, make decent time. Like, that's a trip. Like, that takes time. Yeah, a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, you know that's a, that's a whole lot going on there. Right. I just, I got to give you credit for that one though. That you one's know, a, it, that's a legendary thing. It's almost like that. You made that ID when you were in high school that was like as big as, like it was as big <laughs> as a person. When we actually used to make fake IDs. Yeah. Yes. That was a good time. Like that was a good fake ID, by the way. Like that took a lot of invention. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it just, uh, it, it, there's always a way around it. And it, it, I just wish that everybody tried to get around. It doesn't have to be everybody. I wish a third of the people just said no. If a third of the people just say no to anything, it doesn't happen. That's true. You know. It's even and less than that. It's, but that's, it's probably only 10%. A third, 10%, is, if a third 10%, is a conservative number. Yeah, well, if a third, yeah, then it's all over. Um, if 5%. You know, just outright object. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If, if, um, and I think a lot of this has happened since the TNA, TSA and, and all kinds of things like that. Um, like, I think a huge percentage of the population has just stopped flying. Like, probably 5% of the population just says, I don't fly anymore. I think less people are flying. Yeah. That's true. I do. Well, think right now, there's flying. nobody flying. As a percentage. So, I just bought some airline stock, though. <laughs> think it's gonna go up. Oh, it has already. I bought it like a, a month ago, and it's uh, gone up quite a bit. So, well, it's gonna yeah. They're I mean, way undervalued, and they'll come back eventually. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I did find it funny that like they're really pushing on the vaccine thing when it when when the, when all when three presidents and Biden now all have right. to say we're gonna take it live so everybody feels. So, do you better think they're actually it. gonna take the virus, or is it gonna be like saline, like or is it gonna be like infant blood, or something like that? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I I'd want to say that they would take it. You but know, the conspiratorialist in me says that it's just a complete, you know, uh, photo op, and they're getting a saline injection. It's possible. You know what I'm saying? It's possible. It is possible. I think they'd probably do it. Here's the thing. I I think that. For as much conspiracy as there is in the world, I think that probably the last couple of presidents would probably take the vaccine and they probably believe in it and they, they might do it. But I, there's always that part in the back of my mind that says it's, it's just a, a giant show and, and you know, they're, they're not going to take it. You know what? Okay. You know what part makes me think it's a show? Huh? It's that they didn't include Trump. Well, of course, Trump's not going to take the vaccine. Yeah. yeah but and none of them like Trump. Yeah. But they don't the, want anything to do with him. But at the same time, though, I just find that one to be like. 
You know what? The, the one thing that Trump is going to go down in history as is just a giant fuck you to the, the establishment. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, he just was complete. He was a complete tool and completely useless in doing anything effective against the establishment. You know what I'm saying? Well, because That's he was problem. part of it for a long time. He was just one of the financers of it. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. he was just one of the guys giving them, stroking them checks, which he admitted to doing. By right. The way. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we will talk more about Trump in the second hour. Oh, yeah. We have COVID world. So we still have a Trump world. We really didn't talk too much about Trump world at all. So we do have Trump world to talk about. We also have pot world to talk about. And we also have the Cassandra trigger world to talk about in the uh, second hour. Go to patreon.com slash unintended baggage. That's patreon.com slash unintended baggage. We'll see you on the other side. Hey,